Welcome to a Golf DMV special feature. Vern, LB, and myself, Claude Jennings, got a chance to sit down with Joe Hooks, professional golfer out of Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, Detroit's own. On the APGA Tour, we talked a lot about his golf journey, how he got into golf, and also what in the world is a vibeologist and how did he become one? Golf DMV, here's Detroit's own Joe Hooks. All right, Golf DMV, want to welcome Detroit, Michigan's own Joe Hooks uh, to the podcast. Joe, what's going on, my man? What's going on, man? Glad to be here. If I understand correctly, you, you grew up with golf, though. I know you said your dad was an athlete, yeah. though. Well, he was a member of the Detroit Club, right? Mm-hmm. Detroit, Detroit Golf, golf Club. Club, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, which I checked it out today. So I got a couple of questions. One, it looks, I mean, it looks really nice and prestigious. And you said he was, he was a member before you were born. So you're, you're 27 years old. So he's been a, yeah. he was a member for a while. He joined, he joined in 92. Yeah, he was one of the first, first like, probably first 10, 15 member, black members at Detroit Golf Club. That's, that's when when I when I did that math, I was like, damn. I was like, he so he experienced he got to experience sort of technically both sides of golf, like pre Tiger and post Tiger. Not that they were sure. hella different. Well, but that's, yeah, I remember <laughs> Detroit, Detroit Golf Club didn't allow any uh, they didn't allow any black members to join until 1987. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Which for Detroit, you know, you wouldn't. That's wild. Wouldn't really right. realize that Black it's City, like, right? That's, yeah. wild, that's wild as mm-hmm. hell. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not like Detroit was a you know a white city up until '87. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like right. was, <laughs> but see, that's what's wild though, because you know? even even because in the in the current environment, there's so many people that want to pretend like you know there is no racism in the game, or there isn't. Mm-hmm. No, no one looks you know odd at the black man who comes up to the driver range anymore. It's like you understand that in, no, like, in the '80s true. they were they were courses that wouldn't even let you play if you were black. Like yeah. we. Like that's not that long ago, and that's mad yeah. aggressive to just to just drop that right in the middle of Detroit, the blackest, like a super black city, not unlike us, like only being able to play at Langston. There's only like mm-hmm. two courses we could play in D.C. and then all the other courses in Maryland and Virginia was just was just white only, right. similar situation. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so so with ath- with uh, athletics not necessarily being a big thing in the in the family, what was it about golf that gripped you? I guess and made you say, you know what, I'm 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 pursuing this. I'm doing this. I think my dad just had the foresight to you know give me the give me that choice um I played AAU basketball up until ninth grade and uh that you know I love basketball just as you know as well but um at the same time you know in the summertime I was getting dropped off at Detroit Golf Club before my dad went to our uh, our supermarket my dad was in the retail business I don't know if y'all looked him up but he my dad owned two supermarkets here in the city of Detroit for oh, wow. 30, 30 years. Okay. And so we were the only black owned, re- uh, black owned uh, grocer in uh, the Midwest pretty much for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, he was still, you know, he was in there every day, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. before he, before he went to work, he dropped me off in um, Detroit and uh, you know, I was getting, I was getting my work in from pretty much, I've been playing, you know, I've been, I've had a club in my hand since like around the age of two, three right. years old, but I was allowed to be at, I guess you can say play at Detroit Golf Club. The age, um, the age limit was seven years old. That's, you know, that was okay. the, um, when you could play. So um, as a child there. So once I was seven, eight years old, that's when he started dropping me off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just, Young young black kid, you know, that everybody knew, you know, just because I was obviously born in the club and all the employees, you know, looked out for me a lot mm-hmm. for the most part. Let's go. So, so they rock with yeah. you. It wasn't like a yeah. weird situation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it was, you know, a lot of black employees at the club, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So black membership. And, a lot of aunties and uncles I mean, hanging out with the club. I mean, not black membership, but mm-hmm. black, black, uh, 
Yeah, a lot of black aunties. And uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. I know, you know how it is. Saying? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so, um, I, I guess like by the time I got to age 11, 12 years old, you know, I knew that I started to realize, okay, I probably should golf should probably be my, you know, my sport. You know what mm. I'm saying? And I guess that came from having so much success as a junior. You know, um, being the only black player, like not to downplay or uh, I guess you can say diss anything that like a couple of my, my boys that are around my age like did as juniors, but right. I was the only one that was like well-known around the state as a junior, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Besides like Willie Matt, I think you had Willie Matt come yeah. and then I was like the next name after that. Once I started to realize like all the respect I got, I was getting and all the love I got, I guess that kind of like, without me really knowing, it kind of like told me, you know what I'm saying, what mm-hmm. I needed to be doing. Yeah. And then I went to University of Detroit Jesuit High School and we had a uh, morality class. And in that morality class, like we spent, like it was a required course for uh, graduation at U of D. Okay. And um, this was sophomore year, so I would have been about 15 years old. And uh, we had a vocation, like, uh, I guess you can say, segment of that course. And right. the vocation, you know, in that course, it taught me that, like, I guess the importance of knowing your voc- vocation and, like, trying to, like, realize, like, what you potentially have been put here for. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, you, what okay. you're potentially on this, on this planet for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, you know, that was all she wrote. That's when I was like, okay, yeah, I need, you know. I'm I'm gonna definitely play this professionally, hopefully. And so I guess like growing up here though, growing up up here in the north, like it prevented any like stretches of like burnout. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Um, oh, because of the seasons, you couldn't play. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. play yeah. 365. Yeah, and we, you know, we I, I was blessed growing up, but man, we we weren't. My dad did, didn't have it so you know have have so much money to where we could just book and leave every weekend or be, I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't spending, you know, hardly any time down South. So right. um, I was still stuck up here in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And that this is before, you know, technology. Right. Before simulators. <laughs> before simulators really became like uh, uh-huh. as, you know, prevalent as they are today. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I worked at what I had, went to the dome a little bit, but, you know, I guess like looking back, if I could have done anything, it probably would have been, to try and get a little bit stronger, you know what I'm saying? Particularly spend that time in those winters, like mm-hmm. we're getting stronger. But right. you know, right. kids aren't kids ain't weren't really doing that until now. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. So, yeah, that's true. Talk about where you feel you are today. Where are you today? And 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 like where do you where you where you headed? Where are you trying to go? Yeah, man, I, I'm in a space where I, I uh I this is my going into my fourth season or as a professional, like fourth to four year. Right. Um, and I feel as if like, you know, I know that every year it's gotten, my game has improved, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, I, and I'm, I'm that's another case where I feel like I'm, you know, blessed to be able to say that because the game is such that if you start out bad, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to like necessarily fight back a lot, you know? And I, mm-hmm. my first year was not it at all. You know what I'm oh, saying? No. I didn't come out as strong as I thought I could have um, mm-hmm. or as I would have liked, but obviously right. there's a learning learning curve, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky to say that, like, every year it's got, I've improved. Right. And um, also the game is coming a little bit easier to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting it's, – it's becoming easier for me to shoot, you know, three, four under. Like, that's becoming, like, those rounds are easy. Another thing – is that I I haven't had a year where I've where I've had like 
all the money I need to actually address every little aspect of my game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've had to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, you yeah. just, you can't do that as a professional. You, you can, but <laughs> you, you, you still, you find yourself just playing catch up. You know, it was right? funny. Yeah. I mean, let me talk about that a little bit uh, a, a deeply, a, a, a little deeper because, you know, we talk about all the time. Oh, you know, I got to spend more time in short game. I got to spend more time putting. Ah, oh, man, I got to, I'm trying to get more length, you know, as, you know, just weekend guys who, who play, but as a professional, you know, talk about just the dedication, how much time you put into every, that has to go into every single part of your game in order to take it to the next level. Yeah, there's no you can't leave any uh, no like stone unturned, right? Like you you have to address you have to address every part, every aspect of the game. So obviously, right. short game, which you know includes putting and all that. Then mm-hmm. you know your long, yeah, you know your like your iron play and. Uh, your driving, like all that has to be addressed. Now that's the easiest thing that I guess you can say, like, you know, it's easy to go hit balls, right? Mm -hmm. But hitting balls doesn't translate into competition, you know, you know what I'm saying? So uh, then you add the element element of competing, right? And having to uh, get those reps in and get a stretch of tournaments where I guess you could say a stretch of competition where, you're actually getting into a groove, right? Where right. a stretch where competing is, um, it's the where competing is actually just another round of golf. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, I mean, Willie Mack are like, you know, that's one of my best friends. Like we talk every day, and Willie, in tournaments to Willie, you know, there's not. This is gonna be you're gonna be hard pressed to find a, a tournament where it's any real different to him than any other tournament you know you know what i'm saying right um for me i i've played i guess you can say so few events per year where like i'm still in this space of trying to uh uh prioritize certain events you know what i'm saying where i'm putting pressure more pressure on myself at certain moments than i would be if i played you know double the amount of events before leading into Mm -hmm. like the summer so more more volume. So it sounds like um, not unlike any other sport, like how other athletes talk about. Like you you hear one guy say, like like you said, like you know, he's like, hey, this is just another tournament. I'm out here. I'm in the groove. I'm doing what, I'm doing my thing. But there are other guys who every single level of competition, whether it's like and this is like maybe the Jordan guys or whatever, or Tiger, you know, the A types, where like if it's a two dollar bet or if it's a you know the Masters, they have to win every single time and they get way up. Kevin Garnett was like this. They talked about him. You know, you say you're right. a, fan, a fan hooping. Like Kevin Garnett would take like a like a November a November game against you know the the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about <laughs> super super seriously. Mm-hmm. So right. and do you find uh, it within yourself and then within your competitors that there are different types? Like we're basically like yo, some people live and die with this, and then. Some people are like, yo, I can I can compartmentalize this a little bit and realize it's like I'm, I need to compete good and you know across the spectrum of these tournaments. Like I don't have to live and die with every single one of them. Yeah, I I, I think I, I understand what you're asking, and um, yeah, there are there are guys that can, um, I guess you can say like there are guys that will that want to win every event, right? They, they turn up every time. Yeah. Okay. And I guess like um, I'm not one of those people on like. I guess you could say externally, right? Okay. But I, but at the same time, I, I'm a perfectionist, you know. So like, I, I expect even when, and I've gotten better at this, but even when I know that I may not be as prepared as I need to be going into an event, I managed to find I've I've managed over the past year, 
you know, a year and a half, right, to find a space where um, at least for like a, a certain stretch of holes in, in any given 36-hole event or 54-hole event, right, where I'm like, okay, I'm locked in. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I am blacked out. Right. And my whole thing is I want to be able to find that space after, you know, preparing, like, with having every aspect of my game prepared. I got you. You know I what I'm you. saying? Like, I don't, I don't want to be coming in knowing in the back of my head that, okay, like, I definitely haven't been able to practice as much as I need to, right. but we're going to do this anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. The preparation is everything. Okay. Um, even if even if you, you know, I, I'm up in Detroit right now, but, like, even being up here, like, um, being in the gym and working out a good bit and just, you know, working on, like, problem areas of the body and all that stuff, like, by myself, you know, right, right. now, um, that's that's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Putting down here in our basement, you know, that's not enough. You know, it's not playing rounds. You know what I'm saying? I need to be working out and playing around the golf and practice and hitting the balls and working on my short game and stuff Mm -hmm. um, at the same – and then also playing in tournaments. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff needs to be done at the same time. I know you mentioned you have family in Florida. um, And on your Instagram page, it had you as Detroit and Florida. So do you spend more time in Florida now? Well, yeah, over the past two, the past uh, two winters, I've um, about eight months, eight nine, well, seven eight months out of the past two years, I've been down in Florida, um, okay, okay. full time. Yeah, so okay, um, so you can, you can get all your work in while you, I mean, obviously because of the well because of the weather, I'm assuming you can get in a lot more work while you're down there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like you know, so you know, that's been one thing where I've been, I've like worked through, um, and still even being down there and not having like ample cash to be able to compete in all these tournaments Mm -hmm. all the tournaments that are down there but still just being down there is great you know what i'm saying but right right right. now um i got a a sponsorship opportunity that that very Mm -hmm. likely will be coming in uh this this month so hopefully like if if that hopefully if that you know pans out how it should right you know i'll be getting a new spot and stuff down there. I'll be setting myself up. I'll be able to set myself up for like the next two years in Florida. Oh, that's where, where, you know what I'm saying? Where I'll have full time. Yeah. Full time. Like I have the option to be down there full time. So I really want the audience to really understand what it's like um, trying to, you know, grinding at, you know, on the, on the semi-pro level, on the pro level, mini tours, whatever, trying to get to the PGA tour. You mentioned, this is good. You mentioned, you said you played AAU. When I read some stuff about now, they don't do a whole lot about the APGA for obvious reasons, but Golf Digest and Golf Day Advice, even they've done some stuff about the Corn Ferry Tour following these guys around. And I was surprised to learn, Joe, it's kind of, it's a little AAU-like with the money sometimes where like, you know, maybe it's a dude that knows a guy in the clubhouse and they like him, they rock with him. So they, so they put a little bit of like off the books money on him or cover a right. tournament. But now, you know, that, you know, there's obviously some vig on that. There's a percentage, maybe there's an angel mm-hmm. investor that don't want the money back. Can you talk a little, I mean, there's, there's that part of it. And then there's the part you talked about, which is basically where, you know, Hey, I, I pay, I finally got, you know, got up enough money to enter this tournament. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between, you know, uh, um, you know, oh, you know, this person's going to miss a putt in the top 30 for, and it's going to be the difference between 230,000. Okay. Versus if I don't make this putt, like I don't, you know, I don't get a shot at like the farmer's insurance invitational to get into the open. I mean, the right. pressure, the mm-hmm. pressure at the, at the semi-pro level, I feel like can almost be more than it is at the pro level. You know what I'm saying? It is. Okay. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my opinion. Um, I think that uh, a lot of that stems from, mm-hmm. Uh, the money, you know, obviously the money. Um, you have guys on on the mini tour, mini tour level that are, you know, fully funded for the most part. They literally back of their head, 
they got next week. You know what I'm saying? They got mm-hmm. a couple weeks from now to play. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like where they, they – it's just they got another opportunity to win, you know, 20, 30, 40 grand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, you're in that stretch of the season where you got these big – somewhat big purses. Right. Um, but at PGA Tour level, you know what I'm saying, you got there for the year for the most part. And once and once you're on the PGA Tour slash Corn Ferry – now, Corn Ferry is a different story in the sense that, yeah, the money is uh, a little bit lower, right? So unless you want to top – A little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> unless you're one of the top guys on the Corn Ferry Tour, um, it's even still – it can still be mm-hmm. a grind right. if right. you don't have any, any endorsement cash. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you were, if you operating without, you know, a bonus from mm-hmm. one of the big-time big, big time companies like Callaway, Tireless, or whatever. So the the difference is is like is substantial, you know. APGA events, right? Like right. you get to that tour championship, and you got guys coming down the stretch in the back nine of the you know the the final round, right? Worried about the points list, you know what I'm saying? The points race because mm-hmm. you don't have you get you got that bonus money at the end of the year, and some guys, um, you know what I'm saying, really need that extra, you know, mm-hmm. five five, 10 grand, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, or if you just, or even knowing that you're so close to finishing top five in the points race or top mm-hmm. eight in the points race, even just knowing that is enough to just put that little bit of extra pressure on you. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But it's yeah. a lot more pressure at this, at this, you know, this level mm-hmm. in many ways than it is yeah. on, the, on the big stage. Yeah. I would, I would think so. Cause these guys are, these guys are playing for, this is their life. I mean, they, they're playing to eat tomorrow. They're right. playing to exactly. have somewhere to lay their head next week. But the guys mm-hmm. in the PGA, for the most part, and I put it in air quotes, for the most part, you know, if they don't, if they don't win, you know, okay, fine. You know, I'll take my $30,000 check and, you know, I'll play next week. It's right. not that exactly. big, a, not that big a deal. But like you exactly. say, these guys, this is, this is, this is literally, I won't say life and death, but you know, it's, it's, it's got huge compl- implications if they don't. School. Right. You got guys that, you know, let's say it's at any mini, any given mini tour event, you got about, let's say you have, it's just for example, let's mm-hmm. say you have 10 guys that can win mm-hmm. at most, right? Potentially out of a, in a 50 or 60 player field. Mm-hmm. Um, you got 10 guys that can win. Um, out of those 10, maybe a third of those of the 10 have, you know, all, you know, all the cash they need. Right, sponsors. Or you know wow. what I'm saying? As mm-hmm. far as sponsors go. So, um, now you're going to have some guys that may not be able to, you know, that may not, you really, you may not really expect to win that have that same type of backing or just cash in the family, whatever, you know, just more. So let's just say backing right. because, you know, it's not always sponsors for people. Right, right, right. right. Sometimes it's family. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody don't need that. But yeah. um, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I was, I was just laughing at the idea that, like, like, there's like ten like like that golfers on there, and maybe just a couple of them got the money, and then there's just one random one who's like semi okay, but his family's rich, and he's just there all the right. time. It's definitely going to hell. Right, bro. Yeah, golf is one of the, one of them things. You don't got to get drafted to uh, to be out here. <laughs> right, right. All you need is a fee. All you need is an entry fee, and you can get yeah, it pretty much, entry right, fee, bro? Yep. That's, that's it. You know, that's it. All right, so you, you're coming down, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, the, the final round of a tournament, whatever, you need this tournament. Are you more likely to feel pressure? And this is a question about your game. Were you more likely to feel pressure at, on the tee box, over a five-foot putt, or in the middle of the fairway, maybe 120 out? Which, which one of those is the one that's going to you, – you're going to be thinking about the most? 
Uh, this year, man, this year is probably uh, just a, like the wedges weren't that tight this year. Okay. So okay. it would I have to say in the scoring zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one, one to one. You know, I'm solid on the I'm solid on the greens. Okay. Like as a whole, but um, yeah, anywhere but you know, one twenty, one twenty and in, like mm-hmm. I wasn't. I had a lot of you know wedge shots that were just like so questionable. <laughs> uh, after hitting good tee shots, you know what I'm saying. Like the mm-hmm. driver this year was really a weapon, okay. and that didn't really vary. And it's not that hasn't varied uh, from moment to moment. You know, what I'm saying? I was in contention a lot this year, right? Um, and like, and I'm talking about like play well in a lot of my first, you know, the um, early rounds of, of some, these events, mm-hmm. well, the events that I could play. Right. And um, got got myself in the top five, like going into the final round a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that, you know, I just wasn't scoring. Okay. So um, a lot of that I want to attribute to like not not really like working on having like an efficient way to work on that area of my game. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, at this, also in the same sense, when you get into contention after like you know, just after, after once it, once getting into contention becomes regular, then you can kind of get over that hump. But um, I feel like I didn't really uh, getting into contention wasn't normal until this year. It sounds like, and this is this is something I'm just learning now. It sounds like there are two levels of pressure for golf. So for us, for the weekend golfers, obviously, if you're playing for score, we want to go out, we want to shoot well, blah blah blah. But it sounds like even if we got like really good. It sounds like what you're saying is any sort of competition is sort of like, you know, you're a good golfer, you know, you're solid, yeah. but there's a net, there's another level when you're actually competing against other people for money that can sort of maybe put pressure on your game. And I hadn't considered that because I, because I feel like golf has enough pressure built in it already, but it sounds like there's <laughs> a bit, <laughs> it's cause I'm trash. but it sounds like there's a, there's a, a second level. Cause like I said, for you, somebody, you, you know, like you who can consistently score, you know, three, four under, it's, you've you've said a couple of times, you know, while we're talking that like, yeah, I need to, you know, uh, like w- when I'm in contention early, it's different. Or when I get to the point where I'm like blacked out or in a groove late in the round, I need that to happen earlier. So there's like two stages of, of, of competition, really. Yeah. So there's, I guess there's like two stages of like the learning curve, right? Okay. So you're going to have, or three stages, really. You're going to have that stretch where, you know, you are just trying to find your way and, you're going to have some good rounds here and there. It may come in the first round of a couple of tournaments. It may come in the final round. Then you're going to have a stretch where you find yourself close to winning, right? And that's where I was this year, which, you know, it's, it, that's kind of – I can attribute that to what I was telling you guys earlier about how I've, I've been able to uh, play better and better each year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shooting – coming out shooting – 66 67 68 early that wasn't an issue but um getting over that hump it's crazy you know what i'm saying like shooting 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 even or uh one two over after shooting that it ain't gonna work you know what i'm saying uh in the final round Mm -hmm. uh once you get into that final group or second to last group you gotta you gotta do your thing in second that final round too Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into a playoff at at one of the, one of our uh, our first of our two events in LA for the APGA tour. I got into a playoff uh, at the first event, mm-hmm. and you know I, I striped my tee shot and my t- you know second ball and the second shot was in the divot, but I hit like a two iron like sixty yards past the dude that won- uh, ended up winning, right? And I hit it way down into a space where you know I just didn't plan on being, and I. 
earlier in the day, I hit three wood and was shorter than I was with the two iron later, you know. Uh So I ended up in like a little divot, you know, bottom of the hill, just like a little small like indentation where from 60 yards, you're not going to, you know, you don't have any control control. over the ball. Right, right. And um, Landon was literally about 60 yards behind me, had like a full wedge shot, relatively normal circumstances, hits it to like four feet. Mm-hmm. And he also note that he had also won a week and a, or two weeks prior at our our last event, and he had right. won in a playoff there with a birdie on like the first hole, I think it was. Right. So, um, you know, like I got myself into a spot in the middle of the fairway where I just you know couldn't really do anything, but I knew that like, okay, you know, you got to make birdies, <laughs> and I'm I'm only bringing that up because it's like a microcosm for the final round of these events. Like the playoff was a microcosm because. I know that I got to make bird. I got to make multiple right. bird. I got to make birdies. You know what I'm saying? Right, like I can't right. go out and pause ain't gonna do it. Yeah. Pause ain't gonna cut it. Yeah. Especially on a mini tour level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These courses that we play aren't hard enough. Usually, they aren't set up uh, hard enough to for where for par to be like good okay. enough. In the mm-hmm. final and then at the challenging. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like they're, you know, and they and they're just not set up in a, in a challenging enough way. Greens ain't right. fast enough. Right. Okay. Fairways ain't firm enough. You know right. what I'm saying? Okay. I went to your IG page and I just just a couple of things I noticed. Okay. Um, which will will let me I'm gonna do this first one and then we'll come back because the other one will involve these two clowns that I'm talking. With. Okay. Well, I'm gonna take that back. <laughs> these two cats. I'm not gonna. Say, where's the clown back. stuff coming? I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought everything was flexing. I, 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 I took it back. Flexing for, flexing flexing for company. Flexing for company. Y'all, y'all, y'all got a lot of love for each other, man. If you I ain't took it back. About your took... friends like that. <laughs> then you know, are y'all really friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I took it back. I apologize. <laughs> oh, on your on your ID page, you have a uh, vibologist. Just explain <laughs> what that is to the people and to me. Cause I wasn't quite so, sure what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so I don't know if y'all were following our uh, following us last weekend. We were in Monterey. Prior to that, I, I and I still it still like exists technically. I have this event um, event organization up here in Detroit called YDE. I started it, and me and two of my best friends started it in 2013. And basically, what we did was create an event that like doesn't exist right okay. and that's and, and and when i say that it was a formal event for our college age students to dress up you know what i'm saying get fly mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. suit tie ladies come in with ball gowns cocktail dresses or whatever they, they choose and we wanted to keep it like upbeat you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we wanted it to be like a hype environment one of my best friends is the chairman his dad's the chairman of music hall up here uh, in detroit so, which is one of the theaters up here. So, you know, we had access to a venue. Okay. And so that was no issue. So the first event, we we made it invite only. And uh, it was a, it was an absolute hit, right? So mm-hmm. the second event, and this was, a, that was a Christmas ball in 2013. Okay. Second event was on the rooftop of the music hall, which is a, now it's like one of the, the biggest like nightlife venues in the city of Detroit called 350 Terrace. And we were the first ones to throw an event up there. That ended up being an absolute smash. I quickly became associated with like curating like this mm-hmm. vibe, you know, yeah, this, elegant, this elegant, right, right. like elegant vibe, and just like uh, he was a party maker. Scene. Yeah, but and, and but but like you know, high classy and, and tastefully done. Classy, oh, and, like that. The ball, And I was, but I was serious about that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, Golf DMV, we've got plenty more coming up with Joe Hooks, but we've got to take a quick break. This is Golf DMV. 
Hey, everybody, it's Claude from Golf DMV. And everybody who plays golf knows how important the back is to your swing. And when the back goes, the game the goes. goes. And if you're anything like me, your game is trash already. The least, the, the last thing you can afford is issues with your back. So I want to introduce you to the official chiropractor of Golf DMV, uh, Dr. Smith from Cache Spine and Sports. Now, she's conveniently located just outside Silver Spring, convenient to the Beltway. I don't have back issues right now. However, Lawrence Brooks, LB, you've heard his back issues. <laughs> Issues, and you are a client of Dr. Smith. Tell us a testimonial. Oh, absolutely. So I found Cache online uh, a couple years ago uh, mm-hmm. after experiencing some issues with my lower back and my actually I have pitched over my neck. Um, I went to a chiropractor initially who could not help me. See. I went to Cache. Mm-hmm. She has different modalities that she can do. She can do dry needles as mm-hmm. well as uh, your regular chiropractic type stuff. And she has this one table right. uh, that I call the guillotine. <laughs> but but I but I love it. I lo- I actually right. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I highly recommend her. Um, she is the official chiropractor of Golf DMV. So if you go, tell them that you know we sent you, and uh, I think you'd be eligible for a free gift as well. Check this out, LB. You had an issue with your back, right? Yes. Another chiropractor couldn't get it right, right? Nope, couldn't. And then you went to uh, Cache Spine and Sports, right? Yep. And then they fixed it. She she got me straight. And anytime you have a back issue and it's hurting your golf game, you do what? You go to see Cache. And then what happens? Your golf games get better. If you want your golf game to get better and you need a chiropractor, do yourself a favor. Contact Dr. Smith and her staff at 301-641-5693. Say it slower because we say these fast and then people have to write it down. Right. 301-641-5693 or go to CacheSpineSports.com. Uh, That's C-A-S-H-A-E-S-P-I-N-E-S-P-O-R-T-S.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to Golf DMV. Again, our special feature with Joe Hooks, a professional golfer on the APGA Tour. Continuing our talk about a vibologist. Also in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about what people can do to support golfers on the APGA Tour and minority golfers to help them realize that dream of becoming a touring pro. I'm a very laid back individual, but, you know, I, 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 I guess like I am like usually the life of the room, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Especially like around, around like people that I, once I get comfortable around people, like I'm usually going to make sure they're having a good time. Okay. And being from Detroit, man, we got, we got this culture up here mm. of uh, just the social culture up here in Detroit is one of like stepping and hustling and, mm. you know, to stay in just that that type of environment and i i find myself doing that a lot everywhere i go you know what i'm saying i love the ballroom okay. um i love you know i just i that's just how i am and i love crafting cocktails and that type of that type of stuff you know what i'm saying so like okay. um yeah i'm i'm very well versed with that and that's because my one of my best friends who i used to live with up here mm-hmm. um we lived together for like three or four years up here but Anyway, he took a bartending course and everything that he learned okay. about, you know, five, five years ago. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I got you picked the same up one too. Treatment. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So like now, now, man, um, somewhat researched in it. And so mm-hmm. that's where Roger came up with the term vibologist. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. he's, everybody that's around me, um, that knows me pretty well. They like, they like to consider me as like, uh, the person that sets the vibe usually. Gotcha. So yeah, that's pretty okay. good. So well, yeah, that's this is kind of same thing I do for these guys. Cause they don't know what's going on. <laughs> I gotta keep <laughs> them hip, man. I gotta keep me, them hip. But let me jump in real quick. Be, so as the vibologist, if we're going out, we're playing a, a, a round with us, you're playing around with us. Okay. Being from Detroit, being a vibologist, being a, 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 a mixologist uh, with the drinks, what 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 drinks would you provide and what music are we listening to on the course? 
on the course, man. Yeah, you was a good Detroit you, rapper. Uh-huh. Right. Now on the course, now I don't per- like personally. I don't drink really. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Even like, even like in casual rounds with like. You know what? No, you're different. You're a pro. So okay, yeah. <laughs> after no, our round, pro, after pro, our round, what are you gonna? <laughs> man, I'm I'm a big tequila guy. Uh I, Yeah. So I, you know, I I I, I do. I guess you can say dib and dabble um, with multiple tequilas. Um, mm-hmm. I prefer dark tequila, like you know, Casamigo, mm-hmm. Reposado. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, um, down with your Nejo. Like I don't necessarily. I'm not buying the 1942s too much. You know, what okay. I'm saying unless I, unless I got a little, you know, extra change where I want yeah, to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the uh, Classe Azul, but you know, your my, your. Uh, Fine tequilas, like I, I'm big on that, and I was a, I was big on like cognac and stuff for a while, but I don't know why. I mean, of it course, that's like what we do. a lot of people have like grown out of it. A lot of <laughs> yeah, I did a long time ago. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You, did? Like, you start to, you start to learn that like that, that cognac man ain't ain't uh the cognac isn't like ideal. Nah. It just I don't wake up as I don't feel as good the next day. As exactly, yeah. and it's yeah. an old man so, drink too. Uh, you know, true. My, you know my dad's gonna hear this, Obi. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I know. That's why I <laughs> my, said it. My, my dad, I was my thinking dad, about him when I my said dad, it. He's one of these old heads. He's still gonna, you know. I'm like, oh, why don't you start this nice whiskey? You try that. He's like, nah, y'all need this. You know what I'm saying? What's that? VSOP? Yeah, VSOP. Yeah. Hen <laughs> dog all day. So your vibe is more big <laughs> on and less Boldy James. That's what we. That's what we're saying. That's, that's, that's what we do. Okay. So been on the- music, music wise though, like he what's asked, in the playlist? What you doing? Yeah. yeah. What you got yeah. for it, man? On the course, I'm definitely gonna be playing a lot. of a lot of Big Sean. I'm big yep. on Drake too, but especially from the Detroit vibe, though. Talking yeah. about Detroit, um, <laughs> obviously Big Sean. Uh, we got we got a, a younger rapper now, uh, Forty Two Doug. Um, yeah, we got we got some guys from just outside of Detroit. Uh, guy called uh, his name is YNJ. He's more of like uh, I would love to call it like comedy rap. You know what I'm saying? He just talks. <laughs> The stuff this dude talks about is just like, you know, it's ridiculous. But that mess, the beats hit hard and it's uh-huh. it's hilarious. You know what I'm go. saying? Okay. Like, and it goes. Um, and I love like introducing like my friends from out of the, out of the town. You know, my friends that aren't from here. I love introducing them to like, a, a lot of the Detroit, ridiculous Detroit lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. And Detroit energy is like very aggressive, and kind of <laughs> in your face. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just—I yes. uh, don't know if y'all know anybody else from up here, but well, like, oh, well, if I can, if yeah. I can plug my man Cloud over here, he produces uh, or or engineered or whatever right. uh, Royce Royce and Lupe's podcast. Dope, dope. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so Roy and Royce has that kind of also <laughs> like it's weird from <laughs> Royce a funny from Boldy yeah. to like Danny Brown. The Royce is just so Danny different. Brown, yeah, man, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, and then wow. too Grizzly too. Yeah, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. uh I know you don't yeah, know. Man, I, <laughs> you can just turn your mic off. It's fine. Because yeah, I don't know any of these people you're talking about. <laughs> oh, All right, man. We're we done with the music. Can we yeah, move go on? Ahead, yeah, 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 go ahead. You got the final shot, LB. You got the final shot. The last <laughs> one was um, also on your IG page. That's why I wanted to talk about these two guys here because you said you're a fashion enthusiast. Here we go. So yeah. we have a huge, not a huge, no, we have huge. a debate going on between yeah. us and certain attire that we that we some find appropriate, some that don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Claude is into the really tight 
Well, hold up. Let me be an objective. <laughs> let me be an objective question. As you can see, he's going to set it up all wrong. The joggers. All right. The joggers is what he's going to ask you about. He's going to give you the yay. Or, I, I'm pretty sure. Am I right, LB? That's what yeah, so, that's, that's yeah, one so of them. LB, so LB yeah. wants a ruling on the joggers. Before you answer, I will say right now he's 0 2. Shouts to Avery Hart, who's from Fly City. I think she's from, from Flint, Michigan. Yep. <sighs> unfortunately, he was against it. Close, good friend of mine, too. Yeah, unfortunately, she shut him down. And then Alexis, uh, or well, yeah, Alexis Belton. Alexis, yeah, Alexis Belton shot it down, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she shot it down, too. But when I see, like, the brothers from Eastside Golf, Mm-hmm. They, they shot the they shot the joggers down. They shot mm-hmm. the joggers down. Yes, they they shot I feel down. like, but I feel like they did that to be funny on the show because I was interviewing. Them. I feel like they did that. See, you seem surprised, and I was surprised that they did too because yeah, their fashion yeah, game right. is usually on ten. And I'm like, y'all just trying to make fun of me because you you think it's funny for the show. Get out of here with that. You know what I mean? Like that's what they were doing. So, so <laughs> what? So what? Seemed shocked by that? Exactly. So what's Joe Hook's official ruling on on the joggers? We rock with it. What was up? Look, man, I don't own any yet. Like I don't own any golf joggers yet. But right. man, I, that's the it's sign. one of them things. I would for sure rock it. You know there what I'm saying? Like, there we go. Once, there once we go. that, once that time comes where you know I get some, I get some in my hands. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of my yeah. clothes, like I haven't. I'm trying to be funny. Like I'm, I'm not. I don't like buying golf clothes. Um, <laughs> you know, if I'm gonna get something, if I'm gonna get something, like that's usually gonna be something that. Uh, where. I've been the sponsor to, should be giving it to, to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, and if it doesn't fit well, I'm gonna get it tailored. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the lower leg a little slim, you know, slimmed up. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Say that, I'm sorry. Say that again for Lawrence. You said you usually get the lower part of the leg slimmed up. The lower part of the leg. I'm gonna get the lower part of the leg slim. You know, tapered. Yeah, taper you know, down a little nice. bit. Yeah, I yeah, thought so, Detroit so, y'all was so, y'all did so, baggy pants in the uh, nah, nah, game. So, no one's done no, baggy so, pants since so, the '80s and early baggy, '90s. Baggy pants <laughs> Joe, you got to understand. LB wants to be able to carry a, a, a full length shotgun in his. Have you ever seen the videos <laughs> like of, of the Open Championship and, and back in the day and Tigers plants are whipping? Oh, in? That's what that Lawrence does. Hey man. Hey, my I, boys need room in my pants. I don't know about you guys. Anyway, what's your other, what's your other fashion question? <laughs> that's, that's all I had. He, that was it. he said he was a fashion enthusiast. I want to know what that meant yeah, as far man. as your, uh, you know, oh, so, your IG page. Yeah. So this is the last I thing mean, we'll if say. Y'all, y'all, y'all seen it. Y'all, you know, you see me in my, uh, some of my attire on Instagram, like yeah. as far as the suits and stuff. I, I guess like a, a lot of what's made its way to my page as far as like a lot of my posts have been <laughs> strictly, uh, suits and stuff in the blazers <laughs> and then the you know the ascots and whatnot but um outside of that like a lot of my casual but like you know out and about entire street mm-hmm. t- street attire i don't take pictures in just because it's like it's just me you know what i'm saying you're gonna see me in it right right regardless yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. so so uh just before we got on this conversation this will be the last thing i say we'll let you go we take up a lot of your time no, man, um, we're good bro we're perfectly uh, fine Okay, so we were talking with uh, – we, we're friends with a local jazz musician. You know, he's got a, a NAACP image award. All that. He's a solid dude. And he right. asked me on a golf course. He was, he was like uh, – you know, he, so he's a musician. He's an entrepreneur. And he was like, man, you know, I think he commented. It started because we commented on Willie Mack's win. And he was just like, um, man, we should have a way to support. Because he was like, I, I never heard of him. And there are the people who, we, who listen to the show who's like, you know, I've never heard of a Willie or a Joe or um, – uh, who's, the older, who's the older brother who's been on tour? Tim, Tim O'Neill. These guys have been on, who've been trying to get on for a long time. And if I had, I would have supported them. So Mark, you know, Marcus suggested, he was like, um, 
I think he, we're going to try to set something up in the future mm-hmm. where we have like a course or maybe a demonstration for, for the, for the young golfers, you know what I'm saying? Trying to make it about how to sort of like create like a Patreon or brand or an identity around you. So what you already have as if I, um, you, you would already have that ready made, but basically he wants to like establish that into an LLC or a business so that people can right. basically just come support you directly. I, I, I did right. go to, for those listening, you can go to the APGA website um, and donate directly and please, by all means do that. But there's nothing, there's no reason that you guys as independent contractors basically mm-hmm. um, should be able to just collect directly. Somebody follow you on IG or, or if somebody right. else, you know, does stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You coming into town to play a tournament in LA, maybe somebody's a fan and they're like, cool, I can put you up for a night or something like that. I, right. I think that's a, a realistic way for us, you know, as a people, and then mm-hmm. for golfers specifically to sort of own their brands a little bit. And then in, in turn, you know, Absolutely. Say, help them make it in. I don't know what you think about that. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah. I also believe that, um, you know, obviously this is a, I guess you can say a topic that, you know, I'm sure all of y'all, you know, reason y'all seem to be very reasonable brothers and great mm-hmm. brothers and, we we know that you know we don't move well collectively. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. our, our you know as a whole, when it's not just like golf. You know what I'm saying? That's just right. period. You know what I'm saying? We we we. It's definitely you know that's like that unfortunate stigma. I feel like is definitely changing. Um, it's changing for the better, but still, uh, we got a ways to go. And I think that there needs to be you know some collective act- efforts where. Uh, whether it's like uh, some events where you manage to get some big ways to come in and like meet, meet you in a, a controlled environment where you have like, you know, a handful of, of uh, black players. Right. And I, when I say a handful, I mean like four five, six, mm-hmm. right. Where it's two day, multiple day event um, with, or even maybe even three day event, right. Where you have like a social aspect, where you can engage with these players outside of like a golf environment, right, right. you know, you can mm. engage with them like in a, in like a setting where um, they're not like as robotic, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, Cause for me, uh, you're going to get, you're going to get me like, you're going to get like to see the real me, like on the golf, whether you, you know, come up to me at the, at a tournament, Right. Um, after a tournament, really, because before a tournament, I'm not going to be talking for real. Mm-hmm. But um, right. after a tournament, you know what I'm saying? Even if I play good, if I play good or bad, you know, you can get you can get to feel me out. But especially like in a social environment is where you can get to feel somebody out. Right. 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 And I think we need some uh, events or whether it's a, a outing or um, just a. Yeah, even an outing, right? A charity mm-hmm. outing, charity-based outing where you have a group of professionals or just like musicians and artists where you just manage to get them together and bring those players together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, y- Y'all familiar with uh, Wynn Hogan? Yeah. Uh, yep. Wendell Haskins? Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, he has an event. I think it's called like the OGT Classic or something like that. Right. Or OTG Classic, Original T um, Golf Classic, or something like that, and uh, where he has some celebrities come in and um, they support. They they'll bring in like three or four pros, and it's kind of like the first and only event that really exists to that magnitude, where you have it's surrounded around like the players, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but 
like you like you said, man, and Roger, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if you all have uh, communicated with Roger at all, but Roger is a genius at that in a sense. Like, if there's a personality out of somebody, Roger's gonna he's gonna put it on display. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, one thing about Roger, and we even I'm gonna bring up Hype Media as a whole, right? Which which is his, you know, his entity, but Hype Golf. Right. Um, Roger is good at telling a story around a brand, right? You know what I'm saying? And it can be whether it can whether it's a formal, a formal uh, video or just something quick that he he does on Instagram. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's important. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to create, you have to basically uh, make it to where these players' brands are you know, you can identify with them, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Where they're, they're like an appealing brand. And like I said, you got guys that may not seem to be like as, uh, they may not seem to be very open, you know, once you meet them in person, right? The first time you meet them, the first time you meet them, but like you get to know them a little bit and be around them, these dudes got personality, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm talking about some of the, like the better, the better, like the, the best black players, right? you know? So um, I just think there needs to be social media is a great way to reach out. And I think that uh, especially if it's certain people are reaching out, like on someone's behalf, like, like you guys reaching out to me, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean, it may take me a couple of days with it being like in, you know, I get those notifications like separated from my normal, in, normal DM inbox. Right. You know what I'm saying? But most people are eventually get to that stuff, right? Right. And um, if it's not like a ridiculous message, you know, it's going to be communication. So I think that just establishing the communication directly with the, with certain players, um, that can go a long way. What's your hat choice? I see you wear, you wear the visor, you got bucket hats. What, what, do, you, yeah, what do you prefer? I- I, I prefer uh, mostly visors, bro. Uh, visors, okay. I got yeah. Um, <clears throat> I got on this snapback right now. Uh, Roback is actually a company based out of down there in Virginia um, that's uh, sponsoring me now. A solid company, man. A lot of people think that they are, um, you know, I guess you can say like uh, primarily like a white brand. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But they have been more than um, done more than a lot to kind of like uh, prove themselves diversify as something, you know, diversify, mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. a brand. Okay. And um, dope, dope group of individuals, dope, dope company. Um, it's like three of them that co-founded it. Uh, um, this guy, Matt and his wife, uh, Christina, and then uh, another guy, Kevin. And um, they came up with the drive change program. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was basically like a, they selected like uh, seven or eight professionals, minority professionals around the country, mm-hmm. playing professionals, yep. and decided, you know, that designed the shirt to kick it off. They designed, you know, designed this shirt that um, all black shirt with the drive change on its collar and stuff like that, just meant to uh, be like a, a source of fundraising for, you know, for the, those players. Right. Um, now, obviously, I feel like it is. It would be up to those those players to like kind of extend that relationship, and I've been able to, you know, further that relationship with them. 
Um, and so that's that's what this that's what this uh, little dog is. Yeah, yeah I, rec- mm-hmm. I recognize um, it because I was on that page earlier today when I was doing some some research. I saw Kamayu on there, um, and yep. then I saw mm-hmm. I saw a couple other a couple other players that I had noticed who. Yeah. I'll be reaching out to on IG, pitching them, so we see if we can get them on the show or whatever. So that's pretty good. Yeah, dope. man. Um, yeah, good, but good company, bro. And, you know, I, I, Elijah Juan and Earl, you know, those are my boys. Like, those yeah. are my dogs. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying um, to get they, them on. They sent me, they sent me, uh, you know, they, they sent me some uh, some visors. Okay. Um, But about two weeks ago, right before I went out to, uh, about a week before we went out to Pebble. But, um. Yeah, man, the rollback is uh rollback's been very, very supportive, you know what I'm saying, like uh financially as well. So that's that's dope. And for those who don't know, yeah. uh, Elijah Wanda early talking about going IG and East search side, East Side Golf. Yeah, search East Side Golf. If you haven't heard, if you listen to when I don't sound of our voice and you like swag and style, please go search them out and go support them because they they stuff is dope. And as soon as the sweatshirts yeah. get back in stock, I'm gonna get one with the with the brother swinging the chain. So you good, Clark. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, man, my, my, my shirt got a, my shirt was stolen in, uh, oh, no. out in St. Louis, my sweatshirt was, so I, I haven't gotten another one yet. But, oh my um, God, got to let you know, people. It's all good. Damn right. St. Louis. <laughs> all right, Joe, thank you so much for joining us at Golf DMV, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, uh, I enjoyed you guys and uh, hopefully get to meet y'all brothers in person. Absolutely, man. All right, Golf DMV, that was Joe Hooks. Hope you can follow him on Instagram. Uh, Support the brother and all the brothers out here on the APGA Tour and all the uh, guys and and ladies, too, uh, out here who are trying to make it on the PGA Tour. As you heard, it is not easy. You've got so much stress as far as getting better with the game, but also trying to secure financing uh, and things like that. Vern actually is working on a couple of things for Golf DMV to help uh, invest in uh, the careers of uh, these gentlemen uh, and ladies, just like Joe Hooks. And so you'll hear more about that coming up. Be sure to follow us, uh, subscribe, and share the show. All right, folks, until next time, this is Golf DMV. Hey, everybody, it's Claude from Golf DMV. And everybody who plays golf knows how important the back is to your swing. And when the back goes, the game the goes. goes. And if you're anything like me, your game is trash already. The least, the, the last thing you can afford is issues with your back. So I want to introduce you to the official chiropractor of Golf DMV, uh, Dr. Smith from Cache Spine and Sports. Now, she's conveniently located just outside Silver Spring, convenient to the Beltway. I don't have back issues right now. However, Lawrence Brooks, LB, you've heard his back issues, and you are a client of Dr. Smith. Tell us a testimonial. Oh, absolutely. So I found Cache online uh, a couple years ago uh, Mm -hmm. after experiencing some issues with my lower back and my – actually, I have pitched over my neck. Um, I went to a chiropractor initially who could not help me. See? I went to Cache. Mm-hmm. She has different modalities that she can do. She can do dry needles as mm-hmm. well as uh, your regular chiropractic type stuff. And she has this one table right. uh, that I call the guillotine. <laughs> but but I but I love it. I lo- I actually right. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I highly recommend her. Um, she is the official chiropractor of Golf DMV. So if you go, tell them that you know we sent you, and uh, I think you'd be eligible for a free gift as well. Check this out, LB. You had an issue with your back, right? Yes. Another chiropractor couldn't get it right, right? Nope, couldn't. And then you went to uh, Cache Spine and Sports, right? Yep. And then they fixed it. She she got me straight. And anytime you have a back issue and it's hurting your golf game, you do what? You go to see Cache. And then what happens? Your golf games get better. If you want your golf game to get better and you need a chiropractor, do yourself a favor. Contact Dr. Smith and her staff at 301-641-5693. Say it slower because we say these fast and then people have to write it down. Right. 301-641-5693. 
641-5693 or go to cachespinesports.com. That's C-A-S-H-A-E-S-P-I-N-E-S-P-O-R-T-S.com. 